Welcome to Global Dispatches, a podcast for the foreign policy and global development communities and anyone who wants a deeper understanding of what is driving events in the world today. I'm your host, Mark Leon Goldberg, editor of UN Dispatch. Enjoy the show. My guest today, Chris Coons, is a United States senator from Delaware and close ally of President Biden. For many years, he was the top Democrat on the Senate Subcommittee on Africa, and earlier this year, as the conflict in Ethiopia intensified, President Biden tapped Senator Coons to be his special envoy to Ethiopia. There is now a permanent U.S. envoy for the Horn of Africa, Jeffrey Feltman. Senator Coons is someone with deep experience shaping U.S. policy to Ethiopia, and I was interested in learning his assessment of the current state of the conflict and what more the United States can do to discourage ongoing fighting. We caught up in person at the Halifax International Security Forum, where he was part of a large congressional delegation. This episode is a little different than from what regular listeners are accustomed to, so maybe just to set the scene a little bit, uh, there were many journalists who wanted some of Senator Coons' time in Halifax, and since the excellent reporter Robbie Gramer of Foreign Policy also wanted to discuss Ethiopia with Senator Coons, uh, we teamed up for the interview. You'll hear Robbie Gramer and I sort of trade off questions. And I should say, if you do not follow Robbie's work, you are totally missing out. He is one of the best international affairs reporters in the business. We spoke with Senator Coons on Saturday, November 20th, not long after the Biden administration urged Americans to leave Addis Ababa, fearing that conflict and fighting might come to the Ethiopian capital. I kicked off by asking Senator Coons about the potential that this major city and diplomatic hub may come under attack. And now here is Senator Chris Coons live from the Halifax International Security Forum. I just want to kick off by noting that as we speak, the U.S. government has requested its citizens leave Addis, as have other governments uh, around the world, in advance of a potential attack on Addis by the TPLF and uh, allied forces. How concerned are you uh, about the potential that Addis may come under attack right now? I'm gravely concerned that Ethiopia faces um, a likely humanitarian disaster, both the ongoing um, inappropriate, arguably illegal um, use of uh, hunger is a tool of war um, in blocking the ongoing blocking of access to Tigray uh, for humanitarian relief and the imminent threat uh, of attacks on the largest civilian population in the country, uh, in the capital, Addis. Um, I think uh, Prime Minister Abe, uh, when he um, launched uh, an ENDF military response to the TPLF attacks on federal uh, depots, military facilities, now just over a year ago, um, I don't think he ever calculated that the result might be um, a joint sort of several different regional ethnic rebel armies uh, advancing on Addis. Um, And I'm hopeful that he will seize this last possible moment uh, to negotiate in good faith. Um, It is not at all clear to me what the outcome will be um, if there is either a long siege of Addis or a, a direct assault on Addis by the TPLF and associated forces. Um, but this is a completely um, 
this is an alarming development and a very concerning um, phase in what has been now a brutal year of war and that I am concerned may be the opening um, act in a long and tragic play that will unfold along much the same lines as the uh, many wars within the former Yugoslavia did. I mean, you know, a brutal war marked by allegations of war crimes, mass atrocities, potential genocide, and yet the United States has made a, made a lot of threats, threatened sanctions, and so far has only done visa restrictions and sanctioning Eritreans. Right. Are you disappointed? Do you feel the no. United States hasn't done enough yet, and do you feel the U.S. loses its moral high ground if it keeps making threats of sanctions and not really following up on them directly with Ethiopia. I'm a lot less concerned about moral high ground than I am about effectiveness and impact. Um, we've engaged and engaged and engaged both with regional um, players and directly uh, with Abe and his leadership team. Um, look, I, I, I'm just speaking for myself. This is not in any way on behalf of the administration. My assumption is it is perfectly clear um, that um, tough sanctions can and will be imposed on um, the leaders who are responsible for um, crimes against humanity, for allowing this uh, conflict to continue. Um, as long as you've got in the field forces, ENDF, TPLF, Amhara militia, and Eritreans, I am assuming, but this is not based on any direct conversation, um, that the choice to impose sanctions on the Eritreans, but not yet any of the other forces, is simply a tactical choice to keep open the possibility of a ceasefire and negotiations. Um, but I cannot imagine that uh, there won't eventually be accountability uh, for those who have uh, facilitated or committed uh, crimes against humanity. And given the recent reports by both the Ethiopian uh, Human Rights Commission and the UN uh, Human Rights Commission, I, I think that accountability is likely to be coming and coming soon. Is, is there like a red line that would need to be crossed before sanctions would be appropriately you know, deployed? I, I think there's red lines that have been crossed all over in this conflict by um, forces, both local and regional. Um, the challenge is to make sure that they're thoroughly documented and then accountability is appropriately um, assigned or delivered against um, both military commanders, troops, and leaders. Um, I think at this point um, there are hundreds of thousands of Tigrayans, uh, possibly many more, at risk of famine. And so the most urgent step now is to keep pressing and pressing and pressing. The one person who I think has the best ability to make decisions that could still change the course of this, and that's Prime Minister Ahmed Abe. Do you feel that, you know, this administration has, has voiced concern about the potential need to evacuate American citizens if if the situation keeps spiraling? I, do you feel that the administration is adequately briefing the Senate on this matter? Mm -hmm. And are you concerned? Because obviously, you know, in Afghanistan, there's, you know, enough military infrastructure to have some sort of evacuation, but that doesn't seem to be the case in, in Ethiopia. I guess, how concerned are you about well, these? Are, that, that's apples and oranges. These are very different fact patterns. I mean, we had thousands and thousands of Afghans who had fought alongside us for 20 years. Yeah. Um, Ethiopia, um, the, the United States has already noticed its citizens that they should um, seriously consider 
um, leaving Ethiopia given the imminent humanitarian crises um, and have begun evacuating um, non-essential embassy personnel, to the best of my knowledge. Um, so what, what was the point of your question? I mean, do you, do, you, do you feel that, you know, if there needs to be more urgent push to evacuate American citizens from there, that the embassy is adequately prepared, that the Senate... I don't know any details plans? about okay. the embassy's evacuation plan, but um, I suspect we've got, we've, we've given enough notice to embassy staff, families, personnel, and they are beginning to evacuate, but I don't know the specifics about how many still remain and at what point a decision might be taken to... Um, remove all embassy personnel. Um, I, I do think that um, the possibility of conflict coming directly into um, Addis has gone up significantly in the last week. Um, I do, you know, look, the, the administration has offered uh, briefings both classified and open to the Senate Foreign Relations Committee repeatedly. Um, the level of attention this is getting uh, by the chair and ranking member of the Foreign Relations Committee. We've had full committee hearings. We've had classified briefings. Um, the level of engagement by the administration, I, I think, is appropriate. Um, it's what's called for. Um, Secretary Blinken um, is, has just left the continent and made a number of, you know, sort of clear and forceful public statements. Um, President Uhuru Kenyatta uh, visited um, Prime Minister Abe on, I think, the 15th of November, um, just before um, Secretary Blinken was in Nairobi. Um, there's been a lot of um, diplomatic work uh, with other regional players. Um, Jeff Feltman, our special envoy, is very actively engaged. Um, I, I, think, I think literally both the administration and concerned members of the Senate and House are, are actively engaged. But there's not so much to show for it right now, right? I mean, Measured how? Well, measured in the ongoing atrocities, you have reports of Tigrayans and Addis being rounded up right now. Yes. UN staff who happen to be Tigrayan are no, I'm, I'm well aware of recent developments. Yeah. The United States is not in a position to demand control or direct an outcome in Ethiopia if the elected president, of, excuse me, if the prime minister and the leaders of Ethiopia um, choose to ignore not just U.S. calls for a change of direction, but, you know, literally from every major power in the region and the world. Um, I mean, he's been taking calls from the Prime Minister of Canada. I just spoke to Prime Minister Trudeau Wednesday night about his recent conversations. The leaders of all the surrounding countries, the leaders of uh, most regional um, and international players from, you know, former presidents of Nigeria and uh, uh, current president of South Africa to um, leaders of the United Nations. So I wouldn't say the U.S. doesn't have much to show for it. I'd say the world doesn't have much to show for it because, frankly, Prime Minister Abe is proving to be remarkably stubborn and resistant to changing course, even in the face of repeated battlefield defeats, even in the face of um, urgent calls from every major humanitarian and, frankly, a world leader for him to change direction. You, you met with Abi before Feltman came on as, a, yes. as an envoy for, for President Biden. What would, your, what would your message be to President Abi today? If change course. That was my message to him then. That's my message to him now. That's the message he's getting from everyone. Every world leader who's spoken to him in recent months is uh, you are making a tragic mistake for your own record, for the unity of your country, 
for the people who are needlessly suffering and dying, you have very little space left. Um, and how he handles um, the, the next couple of weeks um, will have an enormous impact on how he's viewed in history and on the future path of uh, the nation of Ethiopia. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Great to be on with you. All right. Big thank you to Senator Coons and a big thank you to Robbie Gramer for his excellent questions and to the folks at the Halifax International Security Forum for having me and helping to set up this interview. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.